What's up, beautiful people? And welcome back to the Womanhood Podcast, where we talk about all things intersectionality of womanhood and what that looks like on a college campus. It's your girl, Nessa, here. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm here with my co-host, Kirsten. Hey, I'm Kirsten. I also use she, her pronouns. and I'm very excited about our topic today. Yes, it is Black History Month. It's the last week of Black History Month, but that doesn't mean we stop here. We could continue to celebrate Black excellence and everything that's happening. So Black History Month is all about highlighting and celebrating Blackness in every form. And I think it's very vital and important to celebrate those that have paved the way um, for Black people in the Black community. And so today, I want to just speak on those that have inspired me to keep taking up space as a Black woman and the importance of my voice being amplified in spaces where I may not be welcomed. When I think of individuals that have inspired me, I think of Oprah and I think of Michelle Obama. These women have been such inspiration. They are driven, they are determined, and they continue to remind me to stay the course, to be dedicated to my craft. And once I do that, my voice will be heard. I will be speaking all about the most recent film, Malcolm and Marie. This is a very, you know, controversial film. A lot of people have many different thoughts about this film. And so I can't, I'm super excited to speak speak about this film and just a little bit about sharing Black excellence in Hollywood and some of our favorite Black films, actors, influencers, and some Black TV shows as well. Awesome. Very cool. Um, Okay, so disclaimer before we go any further, we are going to be talking about this movie in detail. We're going to be talking about the actors involved, the writing process, all of those things. We're gonna go into excruciating detail about their relationship and the things that happen, big plot points. So this is a huge, massive spoiler alert. If you do not want to be spoiled about Malcolm and Marie, stop now, go watch the movie and then come back, please. And listen to the conversation. Um, And also I wanna give a content warning um, for our discussion around relationship abuse and also probably something about addiction. Um, And this is also a general content warning for the film as well. So the movie depicts examples of relationship abuse and it deals with addiction. It's really heavy um, and it can be difficult to watch. And I think that Vanessa can also attest to that. It is not a happy-go-lucky lighthearted movie. It is very difficult to watch. Um, it gives you a lot to chew on and it can be really triggering um, even if you haven't been in situations like this personally Um, and also we wanted to say that this is one example of relationship abuse um, which is an issue that's prevalent amongst a lot of different types of people any type of relationship um, no matter the gender sexuality class race religion anything like that Um, And we're just going to use this film to talk about relationship abuse a little bit. And we invite you to join us in the discussion. You can share your thoughts with us in the comments, feelings um, about it. If you think that we have a terrible take, let us know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, hopefully we're going to offer a couple of different perspectives and a well-rounded review of the film, if you will. Definitely. Just like Kirsten mentioned, make sure to go in the comments, share your thoughts, Um, Give us feedback as well, like how you felt about the film. So Malcolm and Marie, what a film. Super emotionally draining to watch. We literally watch an hour and 45 minutes of an argument. And so 
Let me just start off by saying this film and this film was written and directed by Sam Levinson and also inspired by an argument Sam had with his wife. So basically a portion of this film is sharing um, Sam's life and, and is reflected in the film. There's two lovers who live together, Malcolm, who is played by John David Washington and Marie, who is played by Zendaya. Malcolm is a film director and this was the night of his film premiere and he's excited like he's dancing in the kitchen like all the shots like I feel like the shots that were taking of the video of him dancing was really great and Marie is upset because her man her boo thing did not thank her in her speech I would be upset too like you didn't thank me like I play a big role in this as well so this one argument brought up some very unresolved issues and deeper layers in this relationship. So we're just going to dive a little bit deeper into that. And I also want to say that um, the celebration of Black excellence that we're doing this episode is really specifically, as we talk about Malcolm Marie, we're celebrating the incredible performances of Zendaya and John David Washington. We're not celebrating the relationship. <laughs> we, no. are not, we are not celebrating Malcolm and Marie themselves as people. <laughs> We're yeah. celebrating the spectacular performances that were given by those two artists and the uh, and the contributions that um, they gave in other ways as well. Zendaya played a big role in the writing of the film um, with Sam Levinson, mm -hmm. who's yeah. also her creative partner on Euphoria. Um, so yeah, celebrating that. Just wanted to, to say yeah. that before we talk about Definitely. the relationship abuse and the gaslighting that happens and like the psychological stuff going on that is not great um so we see a lot of different kinds of emotional abuse happening and i want to emphasize as well that this is happening on both ends this is not only coming from one of them towards the other this is very much like reciprocated on both sides um, a lot of really unhealthy stuff going on and we see a lot of repetition in their relationship too um can you, Vanessa, do you remember examples of like the repetition that plays out between the two of them in the movie? Starting off in like the beginning, just like we mentioned previously, Marie just being upset that her husband didn't thank her. So she's pissed about that. And then throughout the movie, with even with the mac and cheese scene, like she's cooking <laughs> mac and cheese for this guy and this guy is not even thanking her for that. Just so many little things that are within this film that Malcolm, he's acting like, what's wrong? I know something's wrong. And she's being very direct, like, you didn't thank me. This is the reason that I'm upset. And definitely other unresolved things started coming up. But the really, the core thing um, that's repeated throughout the film is Marie is not, you know, she's not feeling appreciated. And Malcolm is just trying to pick at her, go around circles, like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And she's being super direct and letting him know, but that's still not getting through his thick skull, clearly. <laughs> How do you feel about Malcolm, Vanessa? <laughs> How do I feel not good. about Malcolm? <laughs> Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. He is, wow, just so, there's so much about Malcolm gaslighting Marie being very very hurtful like I've noticed within the film he views like so many words like him even speaking about his previous relationships with 
Marie trying to like break her down and, you know, through verbal abuse, uh, he is a narcissist. He is a narcissist. Like he doesn't really care about Zendaya or Marie. He doesn't care about Marie. Um, so yeah, those are some things that I've noticed about Malcolm. What about you, Kirsten? Yeah, so you mentioned gaslighting, um, which I want to go ahead and give a little bit of a definition for those who might not be in the know about gaslighting, um, what that is. So gaslighting is a form of psychological abuse where one person makes another person question their reality and their truth. So someone will do this usually to take control over a situation or exert power over another person and to um, avoid taking responsibility for their role in a situation. Um, that is very present <laughs> um, in Malcolm and Marie. And um, I agree with your assessment about Malcolm uh, on every level. I think he's got a lot of, a lot of uh, issues. I was, I will say completely enamored by John David Washington's performance of Malcolm. He is so incredible. Um, I don't know if you've seen John David Washington in a lot. Um, I'm I first saw him, I think, in Ballers, and then I know yeah. him most wow. from Black Klansmen, um, mm -hmm. which I think was probably his most, I don't know, notable performance to date, maybe. Mm -hmm. I, I don't yeah. know if I can say that. But um, I this to me stood out so much. I had no idea he had chops like this, like incredible. Yeah. Um, so I wanna say that. Um, but yeah, looking at Malcolm as an individual, um, I mean, he's a very dedicated um, artist. Like he's completely committed to his craft and really yeah. passionate about his work. Um, which I can relate to personally. Like I also feel really strongly about my work. Um, and I, you know, like you can feel it in the way that he speaks, like in his tone. Um, but he has a lot of issues around expressing love and appreciation um, for the people who have invested in him. Um, he definitely is taking Marie for granted um, in yeah. so many ways. Definitely. Just him just sharing within the film, saying that to Zendaya, like screaming or saying to Marie, I keep saying Zendaya, but Malcolm <laughs> saying, sharing to Marie, you're mentally unstable, um, calling her delusional, like all of these things, just belittling her and yelling at her. That's something I've noticed within the film, like his tone um, was very like down, like downgrading her and just belittling her um, in the film. And she's just there, Marie's just there like, okay. Like not, not chilling, but like you can see that she has a lot within um, within her that has not yet been expressed. I feel like she's a balloon ready to pop, which we've seen over the course of the film as well, um, when she starts to bring up different issues um, about what's going on in their relationship. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that speaks to like the cyclical nature of, of their relationship. Um, I like the balloon imagery. Um, it's like they, they go and go and go and they blow up and then they start back over again and then they keep building and building and building and then they blow up again, which is very much like a solid representation of the cycle of abuse where you experience like a period of calm um, and, you know, the, the good stuff in a relationship. And then 
there's a point of tension and a period where that tension builds and then it it ends up in some kind of incident and then it starts back at the beginning again and um we see that over and over and over again <laughs> in this movie i don't know how exactly how many um revolutions we get around that cycle but it happens many times over the course of the film hard I will say it was hard for me watching to understand why they keep coming back to one another what it is that they see in this relationship and in each other um, that would make either of them want to come back and keep coming back and keep fighting and hurting each other um, it can be really hard to understand if you haven't been in this situation yourself before um, but this is a, a great reflection of reality um, abusive relationships are often really cyclical um, and it's often really hard for loved ones of people who are in abusive relationships to understand why they don't leave but it can be really really difficult to leave um, once you're in that when, once you're caught in the cycle and it can also be really dangerous to leave. And we don't see um, examples of physical violence enacted in um, the movie, but um, it wouldn't be too much of a leap to get there, I will say, with a relationship like this. It, it's not hard for us as viewers to like imagine it getting yeah. there. Um, and in the scene where Zendaya pulls the knife out and you don't quite oh. understand what's happening yet, yeah. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked. I was like, yeah. yep, this is where it's going. It's going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Were you, how did you feel in that scene? Yeah, in that scene, I'm like, yes, yes, Zendaya, yes. Like, oh no. no. <laughs> Vanessa, that <laughs> no, no, no. But then the plot twist when she's like, "This is how you act. Like this is the reason I should have gotten the job, um, or I should have been casted." And I was like, "Whoa!" Like the plot twist there um, was just crazy. And it's clear that they are attached to one another. Their lives are interwoven, and it's it's kind of hard for them to, you know get over it um or get over this relationship and it's like why are they still together like this is going on this is going on um but it's clear that they are attached and there's something um damaged like with both of them it's not just marie's damage or malcolm like both of them are damaged means he was like telling her to wipe the smile off your face because you look like a clown just moments after he said he loved her like it's just so wild to me. Like there's one minute he's like, I love you. I want this to keep going. And the next moment he's like, you're a loser. Like, and it's just the dynamic of this relationship blows my mind and it's very toxic and unhealthy, um, which we definitely see here. So yeah, for sure. And I, I'll also say like, I think it's maybe a little bit easier to look at the situation and point out how horrible Malcolm is. Mm -hmm. um, it's all Malcolm. He, no, it's not. <laughs> it's both. Yeah, so Marie has her moments yeah, <laughs> as well. Um, but it's a good example of seeing like how um, an abusive situation or even just a volatile situation, even if it it's not something that you would necessarily categorize as abuse. This Malcolm and Marie are, is, this is absolutely an example of relationship abuse, but in another circumstance, like, like there are relationships that you can end up in romantic or otherwise, where 
a person can bring out the worst in you. They can bring out things in you that you didn't even know existed. And I think that it's very possible that for Marie, these behaviors, the, like the volatility, the toxicity, the anger, the, the um, poorly expressed anger, I should say, the belittling, mm-hmm. the guilting, all of those things, uh, the defle- the gaslighting, the deflecting of the responsibility have become normal to her because they're coming from Malcolm and that's how he's like, that's how he fights. That's how he argues. And so when those behaviors are normalized in a relationship, then the other party who, you know, isn't initiating those um, actions, but um, is experiencing them and fall into those behaviors as well. So we definitely see that with Marie, um, that she, she's doing these things too. And, um, it's rough. It's very, very hard to watch. Um, the, we talked about in our last episode, um, we talked about the, the 10 signs of a healthy relationship from the one love foundation. Um, and this is a great opportunity to talk about the 10 signs of an unhealthy relationship, Um, which I will say uh, being familiar with the 10 signs as I was watching it for the first time, I was like counting on a checklist in my head down the list of the 10 signs and every single box was ticked. (laughs) All of these unhealthy signs were very present with Malcolm and Marie. So the 10 signs, if you're not familiar, are intensity, volatility, deflecting responsibility, guilting, belittling, manipulation, isolation, sabotage, and betrayal. So we've talked about almost every single one of those on the list already in yeah. our discussion of the movie. Um, so yeah, there. those are things that, you know, can be expressed in a lot of different ways. They can come out in a lot of different ways. Um, and some of them are unhealthy expressions of healthy emotions. And I think mm-hmm. that with Malcolm and Marie, and maybe even especially Marie, um, they're experiencing anger and jealousy and bitterness. Marie is really upset, as you mentioned, that she's not experiencing like the love and the gratitude that mm-hmm. she should be feeling from Malcolm are not coming in. And yeah. so she's like experiencing this void um, and this lack of appreciation. And those are normal emotions, natural yeah. things to feel anger, jealousy, all of it, totally normal. The issue comes in when a person isn't able to express those emotions in a healthy way. So Mm -hmm. this issue that Marie has with Malcolm not thanking her in his speech at the awards show, that could have been a conversation that could have gone gone very differently and worth Mm -hmm. a conversation and needed to be, you know, discussed between the Mm -hmm. two of them. Um, but they clearly, neither one of them currently uh, has the tools to express those feelings in a healthy way. And so they come mm-hmm. out in those unhealthy behaviors. Um, what I would love to hear, Vanessa, if there was like one moment or one behavior that you, that really stood out to you as like, oh, this is bad. This is very bad. (laughs) There's so many. (laughs) Where Malcolm, like she, like they're in a conversation and he's very passionate about like what he's talking about, like film and him, you know, being able to get this award and everything. And Marie, she's sitting there, she's listening. She's like, okay, yeah. And they're like, they're good right then. 
And then they, they are going in to have like some type of sexual intimacy, which was um, displayed in the film. And then Marie is sitting there and she's crying. Malcolm was like, I have to use the restroom. He comes back out and he was like, Marie, not again. Like, what's going on? Like, what do you mean? Like, we were just having a good time. Like, what's going on? I feel like this whole relationship is just a recreation of her trauma. She's just, it's just being replaced with another addiction. Um, so yeah, that's some of the things that I noticed. And it's just a constant, like, not even battle. It's just like one minute they're good. Next minute, it's like, madness um and so they're constantly in this same cycle over and over again yeah for sure i i agree i think you make a really really good point there about marie replacing one addiction for another um mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> absolutely and i will also add that interestingly enough um that is also a plot line and a theme in euphoria which is the other Sam Levinson Zendaya joint um that exact concept of of a person who struggles with substance abuse substance addiction um replacing substances with a relationship um and then exhibiting those same like addictive behaviors um in a romantic relationship also curious to know your feelings about this being the 2021 example that we got fresh out of the gate of black love this being the example that we got what are your thoughts on that yeah what are my thoughts on this it's just (laughs) the way that black love has been displayed in films as something traumatic like trauma and um, one of the couples beating up the other, drug drug abuse, um, substance abuse. And we've seen, like, I've seen this in movies countless times. And it's like, okay, when can I actually see a movie that's about Black love that's healthy, that's not, you know, drugs and um, each partner belittling each other. And so that's something I've noticed here in this film. And just my thoughts on it, I think it's also very draining Um, I can speak for myself as a Black woman to just see this in certain movies and it's like, okay, I can't watch this anymore. I can't do this anymore because it's like, when can I see something healthy and not necessarily just fights and arguments all the time because that's not a reality for every Black couple. Um, So yeah, I would say those are some of my thoughts on that. Mm, Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's so hard. when there's a the a lack of of quantity, when there's a lack of of representation, um, when there exists this void, when there is an example of it, then your people are naturally going to pin a lot of like hope or weight on that thing. And so, when there are so few examples of black love in Hollywood. Um, of course, the examples that we do have, people are going to look to that and, you know, I don't know if there are really kids going to be watching this, but if there are, you know, people who are watching this and, and seeing it as, you know, seeing themselves reflected um, on the screen and thinking that this is the kind of love that they deserve or that they should aspire to, or that's inevitably going to happen. And those are incorrect um, sentiments to absorb from watching something like this. And it is so 
unfortunate. Um, and I will say like, as a queer person, the same sort of phenomenon, if you want to say, like the, the yeah. issue of representation, um, that same thing happens. And there, there was just a whole conversation somewhat recently about the movie Happiest Season that came out and the, the issues that people perceived in that because it was the first queer Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so there are aspects of it that people didn't like, but it's the first time they're seeing themselves reflected in a movie like that. And so, of course, people are going to pin a lot of stuff on it and it's not going to stack up. Um, this movie, Malcolm and Marie, I think is an even more egregious example of that, though, which is that it's like a very poor example. It's, it's not an example of healthy yeah. love between yeah. two people. Um, yeah. And the, like, I think the that importance... The importance of Black love stories is not just because of like awards, but like you mentioned also, it's about the representation. Um, mm -hmm. It's important for that diversity to be shown. And I feel like we just need more diverse storytelling um, in Hollywood and just sharing those stories. Absolutely. It's also, I think, important to point out in this movie, <laughs> the unfortunate reality of the there, I mean, there are only two characters in the movie, but the black man being a an abusive person and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. being in a relationship with someone and like taking advantage and the age difference is something that's been talked about mm -hmm. a lot in the media in like the film criticism of this movie um, and talked about on social media as well. And Zendaya has responded to it and it's complicated to talk about, but it is you know, not a good look mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not good um, for young black men to yeah. see themselves reflected in a character like Malcolm. Um, I think that there needs to be space in art for unhealthy people and unhealthy relationships mm -hmm. and everything to be represented because that is a reality for a lot of people. Um, but it can't be the only example and that's where mm -hmm. the issue comes in. Um, and it is really unfortunate that that Malcolm is one is one of the few black male characters that we have in 2021 so far. Um, yeah. And he is not a good partner at all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, at so all. that's uh, not a win. Yeah. A win for John David Washington's performance. <laughs> yeah, the performances. Um, but not for- Spot on. <laughs> yeah. Everything else, uh, run, run, ladies. If you're listening to this and you see some of these characteristics in somebody that you know, or you have a spouse or boyfriend, it's like run, honestly. But like even Kirsten, you mentioning that it can be hard too. Like once you're attached to this person, it can be hard to move on or move forward from this relationship. And also there can be like some dangerous, it may not be as um, safe to leave as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's important um, if you are in a situation like this or if you have a loved one who's in a situation like this and needs to get out and is in, in a place where they recognize that they need to get out um, to make sure that you uh, have a safety plan for how to get out. And there are a lot of different um, resources, national resources that you can go to. The One Love Foundation is one example of that. Um, there are also uh, great local resources in South Florida. Since that's where we're based, I will go ahead and mention the Nancy J. Cotterman Center.
Center and Women in Distress of Broward County. Those are both two great organizations that you can go to that can help you with safety planning. And speaking to the college students, our listeners, um, you can also reach out to your Title IX office or your Campus Women's Center, um, and they can also get you connected with the right resources to do that. It's very important to have a safety plan if you find yourself in an abusive relationship, um, because getting out can be dangerous, but there are people who can help you to do that safely. Yes, definitely. So let's speak about our overall view and thoughts of the film in its entirety. Um, the, how the actors performed, like we mentioned, we both think that they did such an incredibly, incredibly great job. I also believe like the edits, the cinematography, it being in black and white was really cool. I really loved that touch. And just also like the soul type of music they had in the background. I think that was really great. Um, how do you feel about that, Kirsten? It was stunning. I mean, it's so beautiful. Like as yeah. a, a fan of Hollywood, I'm a huge fan of like, you know, good, like classic cinematography, like the, the black and white element I thought was amazing. Um, it was beautiful. I, I loved it. And I think it was also really cool um, to see a COVID movie, <laughs> if we can yeah. call it that. I mean, it was shot, it was like, it was thought of, created and done produced and distributed all during the pandemic and it was like made like a bare bones set all in one house two actors like very very minimal crew um Mm -hmm. and they made a really gorgeous piece of art um and i think that that is another thing that we can absolutely celebrate from out yeah that's something i'll definitely give them yeah yep so I would say my overall rating on a scale from one to 10 of Malcolm and Marie, I would give it like a 6.5. Um, I feel like there's definitely the, the writing could have been a bit more better, like a bit better. I've developed a bit more, um, but I will give it a 6.5. How about you? I'm going to be a little bit more generous in my <laughs> rating of on the scale of one to 10. I would give this movie an eight personal on the Kirsten scale. Um, I think that uh, it does not pass the Bechdel test, um, which is mm. unfortunate, but there are also only two characters. So That's true. yeah, <laughs> um, but it's the, the issues that we've all talked that we've talked about. I think I appreciate a piece of, of filmmaking that uh gives me the opportunity to have a conversation like this mm-hmm. so yeah. if this didn't exist we wouldn't be able to have this conversation um True. and so i think it's important like i mentioned before to have example like to have room in art for uh bad people and bad relationships and you know all of that stuff i think it's important to have space there for that um i think the issue comes in when people are consuming that as though it's an example of how to be and that is not Mm. at all what we should take away from a movie like Malcolm and Marie um but I think that it was a triumph in terms of the cinematography in terms of the acting um and I think that the writing was also strong for what it was um Mm. it was it was a series of back and forth monologues between two people alone in a house and with that being what it was, I think it was great. Um, so yeah, I'll go, I'll give it an eight. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) 
We just gave our ratings on this amazing movie. It had some amazing things to it. It did. It did. Not everything, but that's <laughs> totally fine. Everything isn't going to be perfect. And so just with highlighting Zendaya and Washington, Mr. Washington. Why am I calling him Mr. Washington? John David Washington. Just highlighting John David. both. Yeah. John David Washington. Just highlighting their performances, um, you know, as Black individuals, we want to be able to also highlight some Black excellence and share some of our favorite Black influencers, some of Black films and Black authors that we like. Um, so yeah, Kirsten, kick us off with that. Awesome. Okay. So I will start off by plugging a couple of other podcasts, which is a little sacrilegious to be plugging other podcasts on a podcast, but I love to do that. <laughs> um, so I've actually recently started listening to uh, Nicole Byers podcast, which is called Why Won't You Date Me? And she does, she interviews people um, and talks about her love life and what it is like navigating the dating world as a single black woman. She also has some really great uh, insights into discussing fat phobia in dating, um, navigating dating apps during the pandemic <laughs> and what that looks like. Um, yeah. It's really it's great. I, I really enjoyed the episode that she does with Roxanne Gay um, and also Conan O'Brien came on and they had a really good conversation. So I, it's called Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. And then my favorite podcast of all time is called Still Processing um, with Wesley, Mor Wesley Morris and Jenna Wortham, um, who are uh, writers for the New York Times. And they talk about pop culture and uh the world <laughs> but it's great uh and i also have some youtubers that i would like to plug um jade fox uh on youtube as well as her um second channel which is called made you looks uh she talks about uh fashion and uh specifically fashion for queer people, um, queer women who are masculine of center, uh, which is not, there's not a lot of that content out there. So it's pretty cool. Um, Amber's Closet on YouTube, Shannon Boudram on YouTube, which her handle Shan Booty. Um, and she is this incredible sex educator. I feel like everyone's always talking about Shannon. Um, oh she's yeah, great. yeah, she's amazing. I was mm -hmm. like, wait, hold up. This name sounds familiar. Yeah, she yeah. talks all about sex and I think it's really important that I'm so sorry for interrupting you, but I was like, wait, she sounds no, so familiar. No, please interrupt me. <laughs> I'm like, she sounds so familiar. Like her videos have definitely been really beneficial and just learning about your sexuality. And, you know, so I really enjoy watching her too. Her and her husband just had a baby recently. Baby, yeah. That's been really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also Jasmine J on Instagram, um, I think formerly Buzzfeed, I don't know if she's still with Buzzfeed or not, but she's got a lot of really great like body positivity content and fashion and, uh, yeah. And then I wanted to also shout out a couple of musicians, um, Arlo Parks is a favorite of a recent favorite of mine um, who just put out a new album in 2021 called Collapsed in Sunbeams. My favorite track off of that album at the moment is called Eugene. It's great. Um, and the the amazing, the incredible FKA Twigs, <laughs> um, who just put out a single called Don't Judge Me, um, which is great. And I'm sure that everyone's probably already heard it, but I, I couldn't resist plugging FKA Twigs. <laughs> All right, Vanessa, your turn. 
Who do you want to celebrate this month? Um, Viola Davis, who doesn't love Viola Davis? Um, She's such an amazing actress. And like, I believe recently she got nominated, um, the most nominated Black actress in the Oscars history. And I would say I really love her in the movie, The Help. I'm not sure if you are, if you've seen that. But um, yeah, I really enjoy that. Also, I'll jump into Jackie, Jackie Aina. She's a Black beauty influencer. She's also a YouTuber and just her personality, everything. And she's like one of the first YouTubers to like, as a Black woman, to get into the makeup industry and the beauty industry, um, being a dark-skinned Black woman at that. Um, And we already know like when it comes to like colorism and so I just really enjoy her spirit and her just sharing her experience being in the beauty industry as a dark-skinned Black woman. I think that's important to note. Um, and some musicians that I'll highlight, SZA. Who doesn't love SZA? Good Days. That song is just so beautiful. I listen <laughs> to that literally every single morning. Like, it's really, it's really not healthy. No, it is healthy. Because that song makes me feel so good. Like, I love that song, Good Days by SZA. Also, I want to highlight Jasmine Sullivan. She just came out with a recent album. Um, and wow, just her tone, her range and singing is so amazing. I would say the last person, Lauren Hill. She's just a classic, very 90s R&B. You're, you know, driving. There's just things that I really enjoy about her, her tone and just the way that she expresses herself through music. So Lauren Hill is definitely a classic. 90s R&B it's just a bump of the vibe so those are some individuals that I wanted to highlight for this Black History Month. I love it uh, some very very good people that we plugged. <laughs> yeah these are amazing people. Awesome well I had a great time talking about Malcolm and Marie uh, this episode we hope that you all enjoyed and we had a lot of hot takes so please if you disagree with us if you agree (laughs) let us know we would love to hear it Um, and hopefully you maybe you know got some resources or maybe we offered a perspective you hadn't thought about before about Malcolm and Marie which would be super. Do you have any other great examples of Black artistry in filmmaking or in any other area especially like new stuff let us know please share it we would love to see we struggled a little bit in doing research and picking something to highlight this episode because there isn't a lot out at the moment so if you know of stuff please share it with us we would love to watch we would love to listen um, and maybe discover some new people so please share that in the comments as well Uh, follow us on instagram at the womanhood podcast and that's womanhood with an x listening (laughs) and we'll catch you next time Bye. Bye.